Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 575 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be finding out about a brand new board game, Theatre in a Box, which is coming to a Kickstarter campaign near you very soon. Paul Morrison telling us all about that one. We'll be joined by Lee Price to hear about the film Sam and Dan Get Lost, 98% in the can coming to a screen near you in the early part of next year. Jamie Russon joins us from Moose's Music Hall to chat about his work. We'll hear from singer-songwriter Max Restiano all about what's going on in his world. We'll have a natter with Aaron James about the world of theatre. And we'll be catching up with Gary Wales all about his not only acting, but also clothing line too. That's coming up on this week's show. Actor Gary Wales has had some time on his hands, mostly due to the COVID-19 crisis. Normally, he's busy with work. He joins me now for a bit of a chat. Hello, sir. Hello, how's it going? Oh, good with me. How are you keeping? I'm doing well. I'm coping. Um, I'm trying to get through this like everybody else. Absolutely. It's obviously a bit of a strange time at the moment. But what projects have you been working on in the run-up to lockdown? Last year, um, I was in Oklahoma and I shot a movie called The Deal. Uh, that will be coming out very soon, so I'm looking forward to that. The teaser trailer just got pitched to us, mm-hmm. so it looks... Fantastic, like it looks so good. It's good to see these things coming along, but the, the whole situation slowed everything down because without cinemas open, there have been no releases. Uh, there's been relatively uh, you know, little unexpected stuff on the likes of uh, you know, TV and, uh, and Netflix, etc. It's all things that have been planned for a while, and I, th- I think they're very much holding a lot of things back. So, we're going to get hit with some good stuff during the latter part of the summer into the autumn. Everything is on pause right now. We are obviously trying to find our ways and means of how to like obviously fit the government guidelines and stuff to obviously be on set and be like be able to do um what we need to do on film sets but as of right now everything is on pause things are starting to like slowly creep up which is good um but i'd say probably around september time we should be back on set and ready to go again yeah that'd be good to actually get back in action and uh, uh, what what things have you got planned at the moment at the moment, I'm due to go back to uh, Oklahoma next year to shoot another feature movie, and I have um, a four-year production um, sequel of a boxing movie that I'm about to work on as well called Stan. Um, it's about a Scottish boxer that takes on the heavyweight championship, and uh, there's going to be about four movies of that, so whether it fails or anything like that, it doesn't matter. We're still yeah. going to make those four movies. Mm, you know. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of uncertainty around, but uh, where you've got good projects, they will go ahead in some way or form. And yeah. uh, th- this this has given you a chance to also work on a clothing line as well. And I hadn't expected yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, the clothing brand, um, I started off with um, obviously my own merchandise and stuff that was like kind of like just branded towards me. But then I kind of looked a bit in depth of it, and I came out with Gaw Clothing, um, which is a limited company. Um, this is one of the shirts here. Um, that I'm actually wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the shield, the swords, and the crown that obviously represents me. Um, being Scottish and obviously being part of uh, the UK and stuff like that, having the royal field and stuff. Um, so I, that kind of brand, like, kind of pushed out for me. And obviously, having that logo is going to be—it's it, like a trademark kind of thing. It's—I I want it to be known worldwide. I want people to look at it and say, "Oh, that looks like something from like that kind of era. Whereabouts in the world is that?" 
obviously Scotland, the UK, kind of like Britain kind of thing. Um, so that's what I'm kind of pushing towards. But yeah, so far it's doing really well. Um, that started back in 2017, but I started to really look into it around the 2019 mark. And it's, it's starting to boost up. Like there's people in America wearing my uh, merchandise and stuff like that. So it's, 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 it's getting there. It's getting pretty, pretty popular. So it's very much a tie-in with uh, the fact that you, you, with your name being out there as well, when you're involved in projects, it's always worth having something uh, to, to sell on top. And in, in particular, say, with the push that's been going on over the last few weeks and months, uh, I mean, that's, that's another great way of, of having the opportunity to do the promotion. And uh, I know the team you're working with uh, are doing everything they can to keep up with the orders. Exactly, exactly. I mean, my team are working extremely hard to also keep people intrigued and interacted with me but it is very hard especially when I have no content to release um, but we'll get there mm -hmm. but are you writing on your own as well as uh, the fact that you'll be appearing in other people's films and projects yeah I mean at the moment I'm, I'm the executive producer of uh, Stand the Box movie so we are obviously trying to work on trying to get that story like con concept together to be able to produce those four movies um, for the near future um, at the moment, we're looking at about 2023 to start production on that. But um, at the, I'm I'm trying to keep to the to the smaller projects at the moment to try and keep myself sidetracked a little yeah. bit. So you've got to allow yourself the time to do the work that you need to on the other things. Right. Uh, but equally, uh, I know that you will want to keep uh, working in front of the camera. Is that is something that uh, you enjoy and excel at? Yeah, no, definitely. Like being in front of the camera is like probably my my huge like go-to right now. So. Um, I want to really focus on staying in front of the camera. So how do people find you and how do they get hold of the clothing range? Okay, so uh, you can follow me on social media, Gary A. Wales. I've managed to I've managed to make sure that all my social media is Gary A. Wales now. I know a few years ago I did have a few difficulties with trying to obviously get that name on every social media, but now that my name is completely copyrighted, I managed to slide in and Brilliant. get money in uh, the correct way. So all my social media is Gary A. Wales, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, the whole lot. <laughs> um, and also GaryAWales.com is my website where you can then find God Clothing um, merchandise on there also. Well, Gary, good to catch up with you. Looking forward to more on the movie front. Keep us posted and we'll have a, a, a bit of a chat as soon as you've got something which is able to make itself uh, available to the general public. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Theatre in a Box is a brand new concept in board games, looking at the magical world of musical theatre. To tell us more about what is going on and the Kickstarter campaign to fund its launch, I'm joined now by Paul Morrison. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you, Jason? I'm good. I trust we find you well. I am very well, uh, coming in live and loud in, uh, from Sydney, Australia. Yes. So, I mean, you are not on these shores, but theatre, strangely enough, is important all around the world, isn't it? Absolutely, and uh, yes, the whole world's a stage and uh, we decided to turn people's tables into a stage as well. Okay, so this is a Kickstarter campaign to get a brand new family entertainment game up and running. And the concept itself, uh, it, it sounds like it's going to be fun you know, building a theatre and putting on a show. Yeah, so basically it's a musical theatre board game. It, it falls into the party board game category where um, you're basically a performer in a show and uh, you you start at the, it's a, it's a board game, so you've actually got a board to work with. Mm -hmm. You work your way from the back of the theatre, going one seat at a time, working your way up towards the front of the theatre, completing challenges. And if you uh, complete the challenges correctly, you earn tickets. 
and whichever person earns the most tickets as uh, as they make their way through the game wins the game at the end. So uh, points to be had, fun to be had, and is there any singing involved? Well, yes. Uh, there's five categories of questions, and one of them revolves around singing. Mm-hmm. Um, the questions uh, category spell the word stage. So the first one is an S, which uh, stands for sing. So you either sing the next line of a song out of musical theatre or you identify shows that uh, by the songs that are in them. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is called Tears and Cheers, which is your chance card where you either lose tickets for something bad happening like a wardrobe malfunction or the, the microphone guy not putting your, sound, uh, your, your microphone on mm-hmm. or you collect tickets for getting a five-star review or... Um, or stealing a scene from the uh, the diva or something like that. So <laughs> that's that's your that's your chance category. A stands for alpha theatrical. So that's all theatre definitions or saying as many musicals as you can, starting with a certain letter mm-hmm. of the alphabet um, and that sort of thing. Uh, G is general knowledge, and so that's all anyone who's a bit of a musical theatre trivia buff. And all the questions are, are either multiple choice um, or, um, or or something that that narrows down the odds so even if you're not a musical theater buff you'll you'll have a chance of getting it right yeah and then the last one and now our favorite category is e which is entertain which means you need to sing or dance or mime charades um hum whistle (laughs) do whatever you need to do according to the card to identify the musical theater subject so that other people can guess what uh, what you're trying to do so it's it's highly interactive and uh, it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. It does sound like absolutely brilliant fun and certainly something for all the family. And yes, okay, you may be singing, you may be dancing, but it's in a family environment. So you haven't got to worry about anybody else seeing how well or how poorly you may perform. It's about having a giggle. And uh, by the yes. sound of things, this has taken uh, a good while to come together. It must be an absolute labour of love. So tell us about how all that started. Yeah, well, my, my business partner, Brenton, he can be credited with coming up with the idea, which he came up with the idea whilst he was mowing his lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was last year, and we started collaborating with with Brenton, his son, Flynn, and, and, and me. And uh, we started collaborating, coming up with an idea. And then um, as we were working through it, uh, life got in the way, and uh, it, was, it was just put to the side a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, COVID-19 hit, and I... I'm from the entertainment industry, so I lost all of my business in one foul swoop. And mm-hmm. so we um, we dusted it off and and picked up where we left off, and we've developed what we think is a is an absolute cracker of a musical theatre board game in the process. It sounds absolutely brilliant. We don't see much of this sort of stuff. We do need more musical theatre in our lives, I think, at the moment, on the grounds that the highs, the lows, and the great tunes in between can make a massive difference to the way in which we oh, get on. I, I agree. Uh, I am. I am devastated that I can't be performing right now there are just so many shows I've been doing shows since I was you know eight years old Mm -hmm. I've been in musical theatre since then and I'm a third generation performer and I met my wife in musical theatre and my kids do shows and it's a it's a massive hole in in my in my life now that we're not able to perform and rehearse and you know go to the pub afterwards for a bit of a debrief it's (laughs) just um yeah it's just something that will definitely fill a void for anyone who loves musical theatre and is champing at the bit to, to to put on a show. Okay, so we've, we've talked about the fact you work in, in musical theatre and the like then, so what would you do for your letter E if you get that card during the game? Oh, I uh, I, I love a bit of miming and a bit of charading, so I, 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 um, I, I'm an ensemble member, mm-hmm. a permanent ensemble member, so I, uh, I, I like to think that I'll, uh, yeah, with the E category, I, I'll do a bit of miming, a bit of charading, and maybe mm-hmm. do a bit of, 
you know, charading of singing in the rain or something like that just to, uh, to get the chocolates. Yeah, that has to be done. And uh, this, as we say, is part of a Kickstarter campaign. The idea is there, the, the working's out. It now t- needs to be turned into a, a real thing. This is where funding comes in, and this is where people can actually yes. get involved, become part of that Kickstarter, and uh, get some cash behind it, and basically buy the game to make sure they're one of the first families who get to play it. Yes, well, I'm glad you explained it so well, because there's a few people that don't understand what Kickstarter is all about. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're okay with the whole thing. In that, yeah, we upload the idea to, to Kickstarter. It's a, it's a creative site, and people pledge money to support it by buying a game or buying all the expansion packs or even... There is an opportunity if people want to be in the game. If you pay enough, uh, we can actually get a character developed of you, the person that buys it, and actually incorporate them into the game itself. So, um, yeah, we're really excited to um, to see what the results are going to be on Kickstarter. And um, yeah, it um, yeah, it's it's a, as I said, it's a cracker of a game, and musical theatre is not very well served from a board game perspective. So we thought we would solve that problem. Absolutely. I think there'll be plenty of people out there absolutely loving the whole concept. And if you are part of an Amdram group, you very regularly get together to perform on stage. If you haven't been at the moment, this could be a great way of getting those, you know, uh, the, the voice and uh, the, the whole ethos back and ready for when you are, t- it is time to return to the stage. Yeah, we've even designed it so that uh, people can just throw it in their backpack and take it to an after party or anything like that if they're, uh, if they're so uh, inclined to do so. That sounds like it's going to be jolly good fun. Give us all the details of the Kickstarter and how we find it. Well, you can find out by going to Kickstarter, uh, kickstarter.com and typing in theatre in a box. Um, or you can just go to theaterinabox.com.au and just follow the prompts from there. But um, um, the other alternative is if you want to go onto social media, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram or um, all those other ones that the young people understand that I don't. <laughs> and international shipping isn't a problem here. Not at all. No, we're, uh, we're actually hoping to set up distribution points in the UK, in the US and in Australia. So, um, yeah, shipping anywhere in the world won't be an issue. You are going to be a global phenomenon. I can see that happening. Theatreinabox.com.au is the website you're looking for. Or go into Kickstarter and search for Theatre in a Box. This might be your first time in the magical world of Kickstarter, but there are all sorts of projects, and this sounds like it's, this is going to be one of those that shines and stands out under the spotlight of the, a, a great product that people are going to enjoy uh, across the globe. For now, Paul Morrison, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jason. Uh, thank you for having me on your show, and thanks for your interest. Max Restaino has a brand new single and a brand new album on the way. And he joins me now to tell me more about his current music. Hello, sir. Hi, are you okay? I'm good. And uh, it's, uh, I trust we find you well. It's been a little while since we last had a chance to meet up and have a chat. Yeah, it's been a good few years. Yeah, but uh, good to see you again. And obviously, uh, you and your music are you know, entities which have taken on a whole life of their own, haven't they? What's been going on of late? So, um, I've moved away from the sort of pop side of things. I was doing a lot of pop, I think, last time you spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just started to do what I started out as, really, which was uh, jazz. I play the saxophone still, so it was a sort of natural progression to go away and do a jazz album. So that's what I've been up to. <laughs> but, I mean, the thing is, I mean, you and your music, you are hugely talented. You, you know, the, with everything that's gone on, with, with schools, tours and things that you've done in the past... You've inspired so many people. And it is about finding the path that you feel most comfortable through, isn't it, in the arts? Definitely. I think um, you've got to, like, a lot of people say you've got to be true to yourself as an artist. I think, um, and definitely the jazz thing just 
because I've I've always done it since I was a kid anyway. But mm-hmm. I, like I said, I moved into pop. But um, yeah, I just really sort of came came back back to myself doing this jazz stuff, and it just flowed so easily. The songs were so easy to write, um, and like I said, there's loads of piano solos and saxophone solos. So yeah, it just came really easily to mm-hmm. me the jazz thing. So are you just playing the sax on the album, or are you on several instruments? So uh, I've pro- I've done all, well a lot of the production myself. I've produced the the album myself, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I played piano, um, saxophone, uh, guitar, um, like a nylon string guitar, which is quite nice. Accordion. Uh, so <laughs> I think there's a harmonica as well. I played on a, a couple of songs. Uh, yeah, and I said do the vocals and the BVs myself. So yeah. So, was was yeah. there any room for anybody else to join you on this, or is it purely a, a max production? <laughs> um. Well, I'd, I've got my band on it as well. Like, I've got a really cool band. Uh, so I've got uh, Lawrence on drums and uh, my bass player. It's really cool. Played a bit of double bass on it, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus. So, uh, yeah, there's room for the band as well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what's, what can we expect as far as the music goes? I mean, uh, we don't necessarily always expect jazz music to come from somebody as, as young as yourself, even though there are some notable exceptions. But, uh, you know, it, it is a genre which, although a lot of people will buy into, that it's, a, it, it's normally sometimes older performers we expect with, with more of a life story to tell, but it doesn't stop you telling tales, does it? Yeah, I think... Um... Do you know, actually, as of when I was writing sort of as a younger, well, quite a few years ago, I didn't draw upon real experiences. And, you know, I, you always progress as a writer. Absolutely. I, I do believe that. So, yeah, I think I've um, moved on in the particularly the lyric side. I think mm-hmm. the music side's always come quite easily, but particularly the lyric side, I think, has hopefully matured as, as, I've, as I've got older. And uh, what, uh, what is your favourite track from the album? Is it the single? I think it is the single, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm really happy with how the album's come out, actually. And uh, yeah, the single "Before I Lose Faith" was one that ever, I see. I asked a lot of people, and that was the one that always jumped out at people. So I think, uh, yeah, that's that sounds like a, a cool one to go for as the single. And with the uh, the work that you've done, uh, I mean, what wh- what are you hoping for now? Because obviously, yeah, yeah international stardom. That's 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 a given, but. Uh, what else happens from here? Because as I say for you, your music is much more about a way of life than it is about just trying to get into the charts, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's um, earning a living from music. Um, I'd love to do a um, maybe in the next year or so, or maybe a, a, um, do my own sort of tour, uh, just small, smaller sort of venues, and um, we'll see if uh, we can get that off the ground. I think it's, it's looking pretty cool, though. I think I've, I did a, a gig a few years ago, my own gig in London. Uh, and not not just a sort of support act, which I've done I've done quite a bit of, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, we had loads of people turn up to that. So it's 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 always a snowball; it always keeps going. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, are the plans to learn any more instruments? Are there any that you can't play that you'd like to play? Do you know I I really want to? Well, like I said, I play accordion on on the album, uh, and I've I've done a lot of the horn sections myself because I play saxophone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but there's I really wanted to play trombone myself because <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> So I think hopefully maybe that'll be the next next instrument maybe. Yeah, that, that one was never that cool at school, was it? Unfortunately. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're playing jazz stuff, it might sound pretty cool. I think it'll work. And uh, is the trumpet as well? Is that another one that you can do? Possibly. Um, I think it's that. That might be quite di- well. I think trombone and trumpet are quite the similar thing. You have to make the same sound yeah. to it. So. Uh, so wouldn't once you there? You've done one, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and uh, obviously the, there's the, the pop stuff is still around and about, isn't it? People can still listen to some of that, but jazz is the uh, the current direction. So where do we go to find out all about your latest music and, of course, buy the single once released? 
Well, the single is uh, Before I Lose Faith in You, which is out on the 17th of July. And you can pre-order that from my website, uh, which is max-music.co.uk. And that'll be like a pre-order that you can get a hold of the track through you know, iTunes, Spotify, and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's available from my website. Again, that's max-music.co.uk. And all over the socials as well? Absolutely, yeah. Facebook, which is Max Restino. Uh, Instagram, which is max underscore Restino. And get, spell Restino for us. It's R E. S-T-A-I-N-O. So, Max Restino, search, share, enjoy the music, and be prepared for, I say, uh, uh, from what I've already heard of you and the work that you've done in the past and last time we've spoken, you're a, a musician, sort of old before your time in your talent, but certainly not in your outlook and sound. So it's, it's always sounding fresh. Absolutely, yeah. Always inspired by the old guys, the older stuff, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm super tramp, ELO and all that stuff. It's fantastic. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, a great uh, breadth of music and, and musical knowledge and talent. And, you know, you just, there's just going to be no holding this guy back. Look out for him, listen to the songs. But for now, Max, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Did you ever lose faith in something you love? Oh. Did they promise all the things you're dreaming of? Did you ever lose faith in the meaning of life? Another dollar and a dime to sacrifice Drowning in the darkest night I'm living in the candlelight And now I see the answer And my prayers have arrived You could turn a spark to a flame A birth of beauty and grace I need a guilty man to freedom and Away without shame Take the very air that I breathe Kill the birds and the trees Tear the stars down from the heavens above And bring the world to its knees And you can tell my soul in two Or I lose faith in you Did you ever lose faith in fighting a war? Remember what it was we're fighting for Did you ever lose faith in fighting a cure? There never seemed to be an answer to it all I'm in the tears I'm crying Swimming in the sea of lies And now I see the answer And my prayers
Lee Price has a brand new film he's collaborating with others on, and he joins me now to tell me more about it. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you too. And uh, it's got one of my longtime friends, Robert Lane, involved in this project. So tell us a bit about what you've done so far. We're about two years into the film now. <clears throat> we met in, when was it? January um, 2018 or mm-hmm. 19? So two years on. And, and what's happened with the project so far? Um, we were about two nights away from uh, finishing it. Mm-hmm. Because it was a, it's a film that takes place at night, um, all the way through. Um, yeah, we were literally two nights away, and then lockdown started. And um, Robert's partner is, uh, well, wife now is a nurse, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, I think they both got the sniffles. And he phoned me up and said, "I've got some bad news." Oh dear! And it's like we, we can't film. So yeah, we were literally maybe even one night away from, <laughs> you know, just finishing shooting all the all the scenes that we needed. Um, yeah, so we've done a cut with what we've got, and it's pretty much there. I mean, you know, it, it would work as a movie now, and it does, but, mm-hmm. you know, I know the little scenes that I want to get just to make it as sweet as, as, as it can be. So, yeah, so we're, two, we're about two years in, um, well, a year and a half, it'll be two years next January mm-hmm. uh, for when we first met with Costa in the Neaton. So, yeah, it's just about shot and edited and graded, and we've got the trailer. So, yeah. Okay, close, so, so give, give us a bit of background. Who are we talking about? What's the title? The title is Sam and Dan Get Lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a British road movie without the car. <laughs> okay. It stars Robert Lane and Richard Baldwin. They're two actors, and they're also, I'm sure you know, they're in an improvisational group yep. called the Intellectuals. Um, so there's kind of spaces in there for them to kind of do their thing, stir-crazy style, I hope. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's like a British After Hours, that Scorsese film with Griffin Dunn, mm-hmm. where you've got two, two guys. It's a dark night of the soul, really. Two guys who were a bit immature, but don't know that at the start. Um, and then they kind of learn a few lessons as they go on their journey, like any good road movie, I guess. <laughs> and, yeah, so... And people very much looking forward to the release. Uh, Rob's, I know, involved in the music in there as well. So uh, it, it's it's going to be a, a fantastic production. So how far away do you think you are now? Have you got anything set to, to get the last few scenes you want filming, filming? Because it's a night film, we had to, we met in the January and we kind of devised the movie. And then we were shooting the end of January, start of Feb. So, because the idea was to have um, an autumn and a winter film. Yeah. Well, a winter film at the time. Um, something for us to do in the in the dark wee hours where you, usually you'd be hibernating and sat on a couch watching reruns of Friends or whatever. <laughs> so the idea was, let's do a movie that's set at night, and we'll we'll make it a two-hander. So there's you know logistically there's not that many kind of you know cast and crew to get together. Um, yeah, so we got to about May, um, and the the dark the. We weren't getting the darkness until about 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Rob and Rich were travelling from Birmingham to me here in the East Midlands. So they had an hour's journey at the start and the end of it all. So it just became impractical, really, to um, carry on film, you know, filming. Mm-hmm. So we kind of waited until um, September rolled around. And then we just started again. And, obviously, lockdown started. Yeah. Robert gave him the phone call. It's like, sorry, mate, I've got to self-isolate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, do we really need to? I mean, he was absolutely right, too, yeah. you know, especially with the position that he was in. So, yeah, 
So that's kind of where we are with it at the moment. We've just mm. finished. We've cut a trailer because I say it's like ninety-eight percent of the film's shot. Yeah. So the trailer's cut, and the poster's been done by a great um, graphic artist friend of mine down in Devon. So we can actually start marketing it now, and that's the kind of the next stage that we're all going to kind of get our heads behind. I've got a few distributor friends on Facebook that I'm obviously going to pester, mm-hmm. um, and maybe the, you know a few film festivals. Although you know they are getting expensive, and there's loads of them out there, so we kind of that's another minefield to go to go through. But yeah, it's the the marketing side of things now. We're gonna, you know, and obviously in the back of our mind thinking. You know, as soon as autumn rolls around again, we can start to, you know, just get those last few scenes. Get the last bit sorted, and before you know it, you'll have a movie on your hands for early 2021 release. Yeah, I mean, the copyright at the end of the movie, I'll put it for 2021. <laughs> just to be on the yeah. safe side, that's the way to do it. So where can we go to find out more and keep an eye on the project uh, so uh, we do know when it all happens? Yeah, we've got a Facebook page. Um, Robert's pestering me for a YouTube um trailer so that he can share that because I think he's got quite a good following so he can share that all over the, the Twitterverse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we reached about 8,000 people in the first week. So that's good going. Um, with the trailer, so, that, so that's a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert and I are going to get ahead together because he's been reading into it a little bit about how to build an audience initially just through social media and then, you know, kind of building it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so just a Facebook page at the minute. So what do we search for? It's um, it's just Sam and Dan get lost. The movie, I think, the Facebook pages. Okay, give that a go. Uh, for, for now, though, until we get the the big uh, release in uh, 2021, the red carpet treatment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I hope to be there for that one. Uh, uh, keep up the good work. We look forward to you being able to get the last few scenes in the can and uh, enjoying the trailer as well. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Moose's Music Hall has been working on some great tunes during lockdown and is now COVID secure. Jamie Russell, the man behind the project, is with me now to tell me more. Hello, sir. How you doing, Jason? You are right, mate? I'm good. You keeping out of trouble? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not been so bad. I mean, obviously, with the whole situation with the lockdown, uh, all my gigs were cancelled and mm-hmm. uh, studio s- sessions were, uh, were also cancelled. So, um, yeah... <laughs> not had many uh, bookings, but I've been keeping myself busy mm-hmm. and uh, I've tried to think outside the box a little bit and I'm trying to just sort of give back really to the local uh, music community uh-huh. by sort of hosting interviews with local bands and artists. Um, some who have gone gone on to have, um, you know, some real big success as well, mm-hmm. um, which I thought would be nice for some of the smaller grassroots sort of level uh, musicians um, because, you know, I, I just think it's it's nice for them to hear those sort of stories from these more successful artists, you yeah. know. It's, it's, it's all part of a journey. They don't know where on that journey they're going to be. They don't even know what the destination will be. But uh, it's still uh, important to, to, to get that creativity out there. And that's something that you do through uh, Moose's Music Hole. And uh, so you, even then, throughout all of this, you have been producing whilst you've been sort of left to it, haven't you? Yes, I have, yeah. So there's been some projects that have come in uh, that have purely been online, um, but I've also been trying to put a, an online course together as well for mm-hmm. people, um, which I was initially looking to uh, sell from my website, but now I've decided to make completely free. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking um, to gain a bit more knowledge in the world of audio, um, especially home uh, recording, then um, by all means, uh, go and visit the website and have a, have a look around in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, as I say, it's not, com- it's not 
actually been completed yet, but um, as, you know, it'll be it'll be on there, be live within the next sort of. Uh, couple of months so yeah keep an eye out for that. That's one to keep checking back on and uh, so you've been working with uh, a number of artists and uh, the, the recording studio I've seen things starting to change over there what have you done to uh, your studio setup? As I say I mean from when I, I sort of went self-employed uh, which is around 2017 I've always been based from a garage uh, it, as I say it is purely a home studio mm -hmm. and um, I, I sort of <laughs> went through this whole process of sort of uh, working with other bands mainly free sessions to begin with because um, I was still trying to build my portfolio and although I'd, I'd worked on a lot of my own stuff working with other bands and artists a completely different kettle of fish mm -hmm. so uh, obviously I had a lot of uh, you know uh, sort of local bands come through the door and stuff and uh, and it went from there really and it's just grown and grown and grown and I've got to the level now where I'm, I'm producing industry standard stuff. And uh, that's why I want to try and get this message across that you are able to do that um, based from home in, in, in an environment that isn't exactly ac acoustically treated like you will get in some of these bigger studios. Yeah, you know the, I mean? there, is, there is a potential to do some amazing stuff. And we, we've seen over the years uh, some songs that have been made at home uh, in a home studio doing really well. I mean, the, the, the likes of Alex Day, he's got the highest placing independent single uh, in, in his time uh, with a track mm -hmm. recorded at home. Um, was, it, was it Blue Boy, something like that, who in the 90s yeah. was one of the first yeah. to uh, do a home produced record yeah. that got right to the top of the charts? That's it, yeah. And like Billy Eilish as well, um, just won a Grammy, didn't she? And I, I know that wasn't actually uh, mixed within her studio, but I know it was engineered there. And I think it was a brother, possibly I might be wrong on that, but I know um, she was working with someone that, that actually put the, the, the music together from a home studio. And then it was obviously sent off to uh, to be mastered by a, a, a bigger, more professional studio. But still that in itself is a, is a good feat for, you know, people based from home. So... Mm -hmm. The possibilities are endless now. The technology is there. You just need the knowledge and the experience, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people, when they're first starting out, they, they have this mindset of like, no, you've, you've got to go out and you've got to buy the big expensive gear in order to produce these, you know, big records. But that isn't the case, you know, and I know firsthand now. Um, and the only reason I know that is, as I say, I've been through that process <laughs> like... I remember listening to the first set of mixes in the car, do the old car test, and I'd sit there in the car going, oh, what, what is this? I'm even, <laughs> I'm even on the right path, like, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that I stuck at it and I carried on. And, um, yeah, you can achieve great things if you, if you put the work in and you just keep, you know, plowing on through like so. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Well, I say that with a, 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 a decent computer, a sensibly priced sound card and a bit of ingenuity, you can come up with all sorts of stuff these days. Exactly. I mean, you, you obviously need some minimal uh, bits of gear. You can't produce with nothing. You mm. can't just produce out of thin air. You do need some minimal bits of gear, but it is pretty affordable nowadays, you know what I mean? Um, and a lot of it's done in the box. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, meaning within the computer for those that might not yeah. know. <laughs> so where can we go to find out more about what you're doing, who you've been talking to, and of course, using your services, or maybe even been trained by you online? So you, you can uh, visit our, our website, which is www.musicsmusichall.co.uk for all my previous work there. And there's a little bit of information about the studio and me and stuff. But if you're looking for more social content, then uh, you can jump onto our Facebook page. There's loads of interviews and free audio production tips on there. So as I say, if you're looking to, to learn more from the world of audio, 
then by all means uh, jump on the Facebook page and uh, and give us a follow. Yeah. Well, Jamie, in the 11 years just over that I've known you, thank you for everything you've been putting. Yeah. It's always been good to talk to you. You still got that track on the milk bar, Jamie? You've, yeah, it, yeah it, it is still there and will remain. I so keep telling you, I need I need to update that. I need to get a, a bigger, more productive uh, version of that song because every time I hear it, it's like. Oh, no. Yes, it's good fun. <laughs> 11 years ago, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, you can work That's on a, a re-record. We'll look forward to hearing that. Meanwhile, Jamie, mm. thank you for joining us. No problem at all, mate. You take care. All right. Somebody who's probably missing theatre more than most is somebody who both works in one and has a blog which discusses all things West End. Aaron James joins me now. Hello, sir. Hello. So, uh, obviously, lockdown's not been, been easy for you, seeing being a theatre blogger, because there's been no actual theatre to vlog about, but lots to say uh, ar around the current situation. I know you've been working hard at uh, the day job, too, in your world of social media. So, what's really been happening for you over the last few months? It's been mental. Mm -hmm. um, so, I work as the social and PR manager for the Barn Theatre in Sirencester, and we're um, a 200-seat venue, so... We're one of the tiniest theatres that's been running for about two years. Mm -hmm. So um, this has been crazy because obviously theatres that have existed for a long amount of time, um, they have the reserves or they've had like funding for a long time and they've got this big audience. Whereas a theatre that our big goal is to create new work that could maybe tour and transfer and then it's kind of all come to a halt and they're like, oh wow, and we had... Um, a Michael Mapergo play that was coming like two months, a month after lockdown started that should have been starting. So we had this massive show that was on its way and then it just all got stuck in its tracks. So then we ended up starting, we're, we're kind of known as a theatre that doesn't just say, okay, we'll we'll go quiet and sort things out. We're a bit of a, um, the fight and the fight or flight. <laughs> so we became a live streaming service. So we ended up, becoming pretty much like a TV station. So we, <laughs> ended, up, we ended up with um, amazing 12 episodes with uh, of Tweedy's Lost and Found, which was a children's show um, hosted and performed by Tweedy the Clown from Gifford Circus. Um, then we also got people that couldn't perform with Gifford this year on their tour and they did this massive circus cabaret. Um, last night we did the Barn Presents, the music of Amos and Clements. So we do... Um, every other week we do this big musical theatre concert where we celebrate British musical theatre composers mm -hmm. and we have Western stars like Amy Atkinson, Jodie Steele, etc. Pretty mental, but it's just been weird. Yeah. And, and, and you've done all this from your current base in Wolverhampton as well in the main part because uh, you know, you, you're a you're local lad and uh, you, you've been working uh, around the country on this. Uh, I know that you know, you've, you've lived in London in the past and worked in theatre down there uh, and also you've been part of the Disney family which is the reason why we see so many Mickey Mouse ar around you at the moment. But uh, you know, there's, there's um, uh, you know, a lot of people working remotely from their usual places uh, and that's been a, an interesting way of doing things as well and the uh, theatre from somewhere like the barn in Sirencester uh, wouldn't normally necessarily peak on the, uh, the the profile for for most people in Wolverhampton but it is now something which everyone can join in with yeah massively um it's been quite funny when talking to people and going when we're talking about the barn on emails or on a phone call, and I'm like, yeah, just to let you know, I'm currently based in Wolverhampton while everybody's there, and people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah. 
Um, but it's actually worked really well, surprisingly. Um, mm. I guess because most of my job has always been online. Yeah. So you can move the location and it doesn't really change much. But you're missing actually seeing theatre yourself, though. That was the worst part of it. Yeah, it's it's really weird because I when I lived in London, I was seeing like six shows a week or something crazy like that because um, of working and helping promote shows. Um, and it's just been kind of weird being this little bubble of mm-hmm. trying to immerse myself in as much theatre as I can, whereas I'm not in a theatre. But I guess that's, but that's been the great thing to see like shows that I really loved when I got to see it and I wished more people could see it. And now we can do that. So like how the how um, the old Vic um, put a monster calls out for everyone, and mm. currently um, the National is streaming uh, the Bridge Theatre's Midsummer Night Stream, which I loved when I saw it. And I'm glad other people get to see this because I think one of the hardest things with theatre has always been accessibility and the fact that so many people miss out on it. So and it's a good way to introduce people to why they should love theatre or. Yeah. actually theatre is for them when they don't think it is and I think I found that with our stuff because when I've been looking at where people are watching from we've had international we've had people from Madagascar watching like <laughs> you, you could name the country and I've probably seen the name come up like I think we've had Zimbabwe and then we've had people in America and just all these people from around the world and um, Japan Australia they're just all coming back now but yeah it's been amazing to see how if you'd have asked me a few months ago that we'd have an international impact or like people around the world would be watching stuff i'd be like (laughs) but now it's like yeah sure um this is the power of things like youtube and facebook Mm -hmm. and and it's really come into its own over the last few months hasn't it yeah exactly and really a lot of this could have been done ages before but people just didn't have the time to think about it or didn't really see the value of it but Mm. now it's like I expect things like this to carry on regardless of when theatre comes back. Mm -hmm. I think everybody's got this realisation that, one, we can't do all this work now and then just leave it and not carry on with it. Mm -hmm. But also, we kind of need to be prepared in case whatever comes next because, you know, you can't control what's going to happen in the world or what, or the, the kind of the natural side. And this is the way that we can elevate theatre to a point. I mean, the whole buzz of currently about Hamilton going on Disney Plus next week, mm-hmm. and that's the musical recording, not a film film. It's, yeah. it's the original cast, so it's cool to see theatres kind of making that impact. We just It's just now getting people to understand that although we're putting out all this good content, con- content the theatres might not actually survive themselves. Yeah, it so. needs to be monetized in some way when it's going online. There's, some people have started to be able to do that. Uh, sponsorship's a wonderful way of doing it. People want to be associated with the arts, that's great, but certainly needs something uh, more of an income stream because the whole point of TV and film being so expensive to, to watch uh, is because it's so expensive to produce, but if you spread that burden over more people, it brings that cost down. Uh, and and theatre is, uh, you know, sometimes oh, some people say, yeah, well, it, it's not as accessible due to the price of it, but you are getting a very unique product and a unique performance every time. You know, however polished a show is, actually, the version you see only happens when you see it. And, and that is the joy of theatre and why it's so important that that carries on in the, in the form that uh, we, we know and love. 
So, I mean, uh, when it comes down to your socials, where can we find out what you're doing, not only uh, through the barn, but also uh, that what you have going on in your personal world as well? Yeah, sure. So you can find me at Aaron James UK on Instagram and Twitter. I think there's a Facebook page that, yeah, there is somewhere. <laughs> um, um, also check out West End Picnic and the Barn Theatre. They're pretty much all of those things and you'll find a, a little bit of a, a meet somewhere. Uh, and you know when he does come back to the West End returning, I, I assume that you'll be nipping over to see a few shows as soon as you can. Oh gosh, yeah, totally. Um, there's a list of shows that I think this time's given me more time to know what shows I'd like to see more. Chance Especially to research. Get, yeah, literally, and the fact that we're getting like little bits more of shows that maybe we've not heard as much about. Mm. And there's loads of kind of new um, composers and new performers that I'm now going to be championing because I learned about them in this weird world. <laughs> well, Aaron, always good to catch up with you. Look forward to seeing you hopefully at the show at the Grand very soon. Uh, but for now, keep yep. up the good work and uh, keep up busy on those socials. Thanks. Speak soon. <laughs> That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Back with episode 576 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.